Welcome to Fit with a Purpose podcast. I'm your host, Sarah Felici. Join me as we talk about everything under the sun, including why you are fit with a purpose. In today's episode, I am joined by Division One track and field athlete and close personal friend of mine, Mia D'Ambrosio. In this episode, Mia shares with us her personal story of being an athlete who dealt with an unfortunate injury and how that impacted her mental health. Through this process, Mia has immensely strengthened her relationship with Jesus and has truly learned what it means to have her identity in the Lord and in the Lord only. Hello, hello. Welcome back to the podcast. I'm so excited because I have my friend Mia here today. Mia, thank you so much for of being course, on the podcast. I'm glad I could be here. <laughs> so excited. I'm really excited for this episode specifically with you because I feel like your story is really inspiring. Number one, I I mean, you're way cooler than me, but like in a way <laughs> I can relate to this. So it definitely hits home for me, but I also am super passionate about this topic. Um, I'm obviously passionate about Jesus and how he changes people's lives, but also I study sport and exercise in school and the psychology aspect is something I'm super interested in too. And I know this is like your story is obviously very much your own, but there are a lot of young people, specifically high school and college athletes who have gone through what you have gone through, are currently going through it, and maybe they don't have the hope and the faith that you have in the Lord. And I am just really excited for you to share today. I know that you're going to be so inspiring to so many people. <laughs> Before we get started, I just want to ask you a question that I'm going to be asking all my guests on the podcast. Can you describe your relationship with Jesus in two words? I have my two words. I feel all like right. I've been thinking about them <laughs> for the past week. Um, I would definitely say peace mm. and grace. Wow. Yeah. Do you want to, like, explain a little bit? Okay, I feel like kind of coincide together. Like, over the past two years of my life, like, I've been given so much grace mm. for things, and that has just given me so much peace within that. Oh, my gosh. Too. I love that so much. I feel like every time I'm on a podcast, I swear I, like, start referring back to, like, <laughs> a previous episode, but my first, like, big podcast episode, I was talking about a word that, like, the Lord gave me about peace, And peace was never something I really, like, understood. And I feel like that's a season that I went through and, like, I really had to undo everything and, like, realize that I really – what I needed was his peace and not Mm -hmm. all this other stuff that I was asking for. But I love that you said, like, it ties into grace because in the midst of that, I was literally given so much of the Lord's grace. And, like, that's why I was able to see his peace and understand that even though my situation wasn't totally peaceful. Yeah. So I get it. I love it so much. (laughs) Um, I don't know how you want to go about this. I would just love if you talked about your story, your testimony. Um, I guess my first question is, how old were you um, when you gave your life to Jesus? If you ever had that, like when you were younger, did you grow up in the church? I grew up in the church. I grew up in a Christian household. Mm -hmm. Um, So I gave my life to Jesus at a very young age, as I feel like a lot of people that grew up in a Christian household did. So I think... I've gone throughout my whole life going to youth group, going to church, going to VBS, and it probably wasn't until about like two, three years ago where I really went through a really hard time in my life that I realized like, wow, like this is like my identity is not in Jesus. And I figured that out. And now I'm like more understanding of like what a relationship with the Lord actually truly looks like yeah I feel like you've gone through a lot just from like Mm -hmm. bits and pieces that you've shared with me so we'd love if you kind of take us back 
end of high school, going into college, that transition, and then yeah. where things, I don't want to say started to go downhill, but I feel like for lack of better <laughs> it, term. It did go downhill. <laughs> that's like the best way to describe it. Very far downhill. How is yours? <laughs> um, okay, yeah. So coming out of high school, I was preparing for my first year of college, and I had a really good track and field career um, throughout high school. And I was preparing to go and train at a division one ACC school. So that was my goal coming out of high school. I dedicated, honestly, probably too much time towards track and field. Mm -hmm. Um, And now looking back at it, I'm like, that was like some of my habits were just not healthy. Mm -hmm. And it took me a while to like step out of that and be like, wow, I would never give advice to like do what I did. So I went freshman year and it was like COVID. So I was just having a hard time. I think everyone kind of had a hard time their freshman year in 2020. Um, So I was having a hard time making connections, kind of really building relationships with coaches and teammates. And I just felt this kind of loneliness Mm. throughout my freshman year, but it kind of flew by quick. Um, I was also dealing with an injury that nobody could really pinpoint my freshman year. Um, And it wasn't really until my sophomore year, which is where the downhill part started, (laughs) that I was able to kind of figure out, okay, this is like what's going on with my injury um, and this and that. And also at that same exact time, when all of that confusion was happening with the injury, I was dealing with very bad anxiety and I was getting panic attacks every morning. I would have to call my sister and she was like, get out of your apartment. And I just remember just feeling so much like guilt and shame of my past and falling into temptation. And that was just like bearing on me because I just held it all in until Mm. I just like exploded one day and just like poured my heart out to my parents and my sisters. And so I ended up going home, I think for a fall break. And I was just like, I don't really want to go back. Like, I was just feeling like I needed to be home. But my mom was like, you have to go back. You have your appointment with the doctor for your MRI to see what's wrong with you. So I flew back to North Carolina and I went to the appointment literally the very next day. I was fully just like not together as it was because I was having really bad anxiety. And then I was getting anxiety around food. So like I was like, not nourished. I was tired. I wasn't sleeping. And then I'm just like in this appointment where basically the doctor was like, oh, like you have two ruptured discs in your lower back. Oh my goodness. You probably shouldn't run ever again. And, but we can give you the shot if you want to train. So I'm like, you're telling me one thing. And then you're, then like the next breath, it's something different. What did you feel like in that moment hearing that you might never be able to run again? I literally was distraught and it was just me and like my one trainer and I didn't even know like where my thought process like I couldn't process it and I remember driving home from the appointment because I drove my own car and I just remember like laying in my bed and just like bawling my eyes out because it was just this overwhelming fear of like who am I like I just I just spent the past seven years training 
to get to this level and now now you're gonna like sit here and tell me that like I can't do that anymore it's that identity attachment mm-hmm. to something whether you thought that you idolize it or not yes. whether you thought your identity was attached to that like that literally was your entire world it was and my then life. when that's <laughs> taken away from you it feels like your life is over yes I literally thought my life was over mm-hmm. and I just remember talking to my parents and my mom was like pack a bag like pack as much as you can and go to your cousin's house because my cousins let like they live like 20 minutes from Your school. my school. Okay. So I drove there and then I slept there. And that night was probably the hardest night in my life. Oh my and gosh. it was like the downward spiral of everything, like the start of it all. Mm-hmm. And that's when I started hitting like a very, very dark and deep depression and suicidal ideation. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know what to do with that because I was like, what is going on? Like, why am I thinking these things? Why is this like feeling like of darkness, like, coming over me right now and the very next day I flew home wow Mm -hmm. wow because I was like I cannot be in this state I need to go home with my family it's so funny it's not funny but it's like you look (laughs) back on it you feeling the way that you felt yeah and just that like overwhelming feeling that was literally the enemy being Mm -hmm. like she has so much potential she worked to get here yeah and I'm gonna destroy everything Mm -hmm. and my mom told me this, and forgive me all if I said this on the podcast already, but the enemy knows sometimes he can't steal your salvation, like you yeah. said. You knew you were saved as a kid. You might not have been all in pursuing your relationship with him. It might have been slightly one-sided yeah. at that point in your life, but you had a relationship with him to some extent, and you were not going to let that go. You were never not going to believe that you were saved and accept him, and you knew you wanted to be in heaven with him. So the enemy knows he can't take that away from you, but he can steal your influence. He can make you extremely depressed and irritable to the people around you and not represent a Christian. And he can keep you inside and keep you locked up and keep you in bed being depressed. And he can take you out of the environment that the Lord placed you in, like Mm -hmm. your mission field, which maybe was your school at that time. And he, the enemy wanted to take you away from that because he doesn't want you to represent him and, it's just crazy. It's crazy. And it's I feel so like crazy. he's like, oh, if I can't get her with this, like, I was always told, like, the enemy is going to try to get into your head and your mind, like, mm-hmm. any possible way that he any literally he can. can. And, like, it's terrifying to think of, like, <laughs> that that's possible. And so I was, like, battling with that. And then so you go home. So you I go home, home. And... It was, like, peaceful being at home and, like, comforting because I had my family around me. Mm-hmm. And my oldest sister, she experienced something very, very similar. And so it was comfortable knowing that she had gone through almost the same thing, just okay. not in the sport aspect, but mm-hmm. mental health-wise. Mm-hmm. So it was really good to kind of, like, talk to her about Absolutely. those things. Yeah. Um. So I think that was – that time I really took time to like heal and like get to know the Lord and who mm. I was like who is who is me at Ambrosio like it wasn't like I was like oh she's a runner like oh she accomplished this and that because I'm like there's so much more to life than that but I didn't yeah. know that no. so I was able to kind of just like figure out my identity in God and just really welcome him and to my heart and like into my mind and so that that went by and I think like I went back to school last year and I was had like a new mindset. Of, okay, if I 
get to run, that's great. If I don't get to run, I'm at peace with that because I had an identity in God and I knew that was never going to go away. So I feel like your decision to go back to school was like you were thinking about it up until the last minute. And this was the same time that I was also thinking about like what I was going to do. And I feel like we bonded over that and it was funny. But I thought you were going to either stay home and do online Mm -hmm. school or like transfer to a school around here, continue with nutrition and dietetics, but not potentially not run anymore yeah what what was that like switch that flip that was like I'm going back I'm leaving everything behind Mm -hmm. literally and I'm I'm just getting on the plane and going it was like two weeks before school started and I was I was always kind of contemplating going back or not and the coach that recruited me he ended up um transferring to another school to coach and so I was like okay, I wonder who our new coach is going to be. And I ended up being able to speak to him on the phone and it was a really great conversation. So that was like very encouraging because I needed to have a good bond with my coach and he understood my situation. So I think that made it a little bit easier to be like, okay, I guess I'll go and I'll try to go back. I'm a competitor and like I need to do anything possible to like get to like where I want to be at. And I think that just like comes naturally for an athlete. And so in my head, I was like, I'm not going to give up until I try because the last thing I want is like to have a regret of not trying and like what the potential of that outcome. Yeah. So that was like kind of my mindset of like, okay, I'll go, I'll go to rehab. Like I'll meet with the physical therapist. I will train how they need me to train and just like get back into it and see what happens and then at the end of the day if it doesn't work out then I know I tried and I don't have a regret of like what if so well the big question are you running this year is that on the table for you it is it's kind (laughs) of I how's your back (laughs) my back is not great (laughs) um I I mean, I PT'd all year, mm-hmm. so I've made, like, a lot of progress. I can exercise and not be in horrible pain, but I'm not sure if I'm going to continue okay. just yeah. because I think, like, it is a very big risk and it is two ruptured discs and, like, God forbid something worse right. happens. Right. And Absolutely. I'm like, I don't know if I want to take that risk. Well, maybe you, several years, like, prior to yeah. this, if you had gotten, like, I mean, you were injured then your mindset was like, my whole world is like coming to shambles. What am I going to do with myself? There was no peace there, like Mm -hmm. you said, about the situation. But like knowing like where you're at now. First of all, guys, she just got baptized a few weeks ago. Like so exciting. (laughs) We Um, can share how it was. And I wasn't there because I had a country concert, unfortunately. But I know. I wish I was there. And I just feel like, like looking back, at you before and looking at you now you have so much peace about Mm -hmm. you and like you recently had to make a few really big life decisions and you still are yeah and I think one it's so inspiring to just see how like at peace you are about all of this Mm -hmm. obviously what you're going through and what you went through is seriously not easy at all but do you have any advice for a young person athlete or not that could be in a similar situation as you where they feel like they are they have an identity identity attachment to something and they they kind of don't know where their life is going 
such a hard question because I feel like there's so many like there's so much <laughs> there's so much I could talk about on identity but I think one of the main things that like I have learned is like we need to be careful of like what we find our identity in mm-hmm. in this world we are so quick to being like okay I'm really good at this I'm really good at this job I'm really good at this sport and we're just so easy to being like that's who I am and we're putting our identity in these worldly things that can be stripped away from us at any moment and any point of our life. And it's at that point when that happens that you lose yourself. And so I, I think if I was to like give someone advice as being like, do you know Jesus basically? <laughs> yes, exactly. Like you like we need to find an identity that's like going to last forever. And Jesus is the only thing that is going to last forever. Oh my gosh, I love that you said that so much. Um, I was kind of talking about this last night. Um, my sister was there. I was with my boyfriend and a couple of his friends, and we were just kind of talking about the Lord. Um, not everyone, like, has the same, like, mm-hmm. I guess, like, faith, whatever, um, or, like, understanding. I'm not going to get into that. But <laughs> my sister and I were trying to explain to a couple of the people at the table, like, what a relationship with Jesus is and, like, what it means. And some of the people were super interested in asking questions and whatever, maybe trying to argue, I'm not sure. But it's so hard to explain to somebody like all of this and like, because you could sit here and talk about your story, but like you'll never fully be able to explain Mm -hmm. the encounter you had with Jesus, the stuff that he did in your life. Like you could be like, my life was horrible and then it was transformed, but like nobody knows like the ins and the outs and like the prayers that you prayed and like, cried yourself to sleep like Mm -hmm. no one is ever going to fully understand that my sister and I were talking in the car after we were like we just want to be able to like if we could just brain dump and like heart dump one of the people I was talking to he's super into the gym I feel like he's a very disciplined person Mm -hmm. he like has his activities like he's very much disciplined and goes to the gym and he's healthy like he's got his lifestyle and it's great and it's awesome and I think that there's so much inspiring things that he could even share and like help people and it's awesome but we just like really wanted to be like relationship with the lord like you can't fully explain that to somebody but it's like even going to the gym and being healthy and and having that and having this like great disciplined lifestyle yeah and like loving the school you're at loving the job that you have even though that stuff can be amazing, it's all temporary. Mm-hmm. And it's more than just like a relationship with Jesus is so much more than that. It's all of that combined, multiplied times a million yeah. in something that will like literally never leave you. Yes. And like, <laughs> I just, sorry if that, like everything I said, I feel like I talked about nine things at once and none of it made sense. No, I understand. <laughs> the long story short, I just wish we could brain dump our, everything, like, everything that yeah. we know onto people. And it's not because we want to, force anything on anybody it's not because we want to make everybody have the same story as us so we understand like we know how good it is that we want other people to experience Mm -hmm. what we experience and having a relationship with Jesus is not all just a feeling either yeah a lot of Christians think it's supposed to be a feeling oh like they were at worship and they like didn't cry they didn't feel yeah. the lord's presence okay well it's not about you we're worshiping him yeah. like you know but oh, he's just so good and he's i so just good. wish that we could show that to everybody yeah but sharing your testimony sharing your story is the best way to do that it's the best way to do it because someone's gonna relate 
Exactly. Someone's going to get it. I know there's someone listening right now, and they're like, I get it. They're like, I get this. I, I get, get this. this. <laughs> I'm feeling this. I want to know more. Uh-huh. Do you want to shut your Instagram out? Um, my Instagram is like your private. Mia, M-I-A-A. A. She's nice. I think it's three A's. And then D'Ambrosia, D-A-M-B-R-O-S-I-O. Maybe if you want. And you'll see my um, baptism post. Yeah. It's okay. They can DM you, ask you questions. You can DM me, ask you questions. The baptism was special. Um, yeah, I feel like that was even another, like, milestone. Do you want to talk about that? Can we talk about that? We could talk about so, it. I I mean, I was baptized as a baby, okay? Mm-hmm. I have lots of strong opinions on that, by the way, but we don't have time to go into that. <laughs> I always kind of had the mindset of, like, I don't know if I need to get baptized because I've accepted Jesus as my Savior. I don't mm-hmm. know if I want – not want to, but I'm, like, I don't see the point in getting baptized and then – now I'm kind of I – I don't even want to say I don't see the point. I feel like yeah. that came out really wrong. Like, I <laughs> – like, I, I, I feel like it's not, like, necessary for me. I think mm-hmm. that's what I thought. But now I've changed my mindset on that. But you've been saved for so long. What yeah. made you say, okay, I want to go get baptized now? I think I – I watched – both, like, I've seen both. I mean, I wasn't, like, phys- only for, like, one of my sisters I was physically there when she got baptized, but I've seen both of my sisters get water baptized, and, like, from a very young age, and I was always like, hmm, that's cool, I want to do that. Um, maybe that's just, like, me being a little sister and being like, yep, they did it, I need to do it too. <laughs> but I think over these past few years, I've been so, like, I'm a very – Obviously, I'm a very anxious person. I'm a very, like, I have very high OCD, like, and I'm a very, like, everything needs to be perfect and feel perfect for me to, like, take a next step in something. And that can really throw Mm -hmm. you in for some Mm -hmm. bad experiences. Um, (laughs) um, So I think I, leading up to it, I was just, like, it was a Sunday, it was a Sunday at church, and they're talking about how there was a worship night, which was crazy because I was like, this whole entire summer I've been thinking like, when is Grace Fellowship going to have a worship night mm-hmm. before I go back to school? And I was just like, I really need that. Like, I really just like want to go to a worship. Like, I love a worship night. I love a good I worship I could literally night. just like sit and worship for hours. That's the best. And I was sitting there on Sunday. And then they were like, okay, a worship night is tonight. And I was like, that's crazy. I'm going. And then I was talking to my brother-in-law, who is the youth pastor, and he was like, oh, yeah, like, they're doing, like, water baptisms. And I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. That's like, cool. <laughs> I guess I kind of want to do that. And then my mom was like, you should do it. And then he was like, yeah, you should do it. And everyone was like, do it, do it. And I was like, okay, I'll do it. So it was very, like, a spontaneous thing for me, which I feel like was, like, I mean, obviously you don't want to do everything, like, spontaneously. Mm-hmm. But, like, I think for me and the way I, like, normally, like, plan everything out to the last detail, like, it was so – God, honestly. I I think that's a huge testament to the Lord right there because you just said that everything you do a lot of times feels so planned out. You have to Mm -hmm. have that peace about it. It has to make sense. It has to be right. And there has to be like things that happen in order for you to make a decision, Mm -hmm. which in a lot of ways, I think that's very admirable of a person to plan things. And (laughs) I'm a planner, like to think about things and and want to do things well and to the best of your ability. That goes back to you being an athlete and Uh just it's engraved (laughs) in you. I get it. But you saying like I'm gonna do something spontaneous and it's gonna be for the Lord. Some yeah. people hearing that might be like, oh, she just was a last minute, want to yeah. get baptized. 
But like, no, knowing your mindset and who you are, the mm-hmm. fact that you may, took that leap of faith yeah. so quickly, I'm going to get baptized in the front of people. I don't care what people think, whatever. I'm going to do it. it. I'm, all I'm doing it. I think that is incredible. Yeah. Did you have to talk at it all, share? I did share did. a little bit. Wow. Um, Just like a little brief, like, the baby testimony, yeah, I guess. I'm just like, so this is where I started and this is where I am. Um, But it was yeah. a really cool experience. And I feel like I was, like, trying to work towards this, like, guilt-free, shame-free, like, perfect, sinless life, which is not possible. So not and I remember, like, yeah. sitting with my sister in the car and being like, okay, like, should I really do this? And she literally was like, that's the whole point of, like, a water baptism is to be like, I can't do this life alone. Like, I will never reach perfection. I will never be sinless. I will never be guiltless. Like, she's like, the point of our baptism is to, like, be like, Lord, I need you. Like, Like, I I fully surrender. I fully surrender. And then I was like, okay, yeah, that that does it. Like, I'm going to do it. And I think that was really, like, pivotal in my walk with the Lord Mm -hmm. and really brought a lot of peace. And, like, I think even, like, before my baptism, like, even, like, the past few years, I've been, like, kind of, like, in and out of relationships and, like, this and that and things that were just, like, not of God. And, like, I was struggling with temptation and I was failing. And, like, I think just, like, fully being, like, okay, God, like, I'm going to just, like, let go of everything. And that's what I did. Like, I literally was, like, Bye, world. Like, buy this, buy that. Like, and like, I just fully like let go of like these things that were like holding me back from like my the plan that like God has right. for me. So I feel like very at peace. I'm so, so no, that makes me so happy. I'm yeah. so happy to hear that. Before we end the episode, I just keep like thinking about when you were home from school. Mm-hmm. I had transferred and come home from school. You were doing school online. I transferred to community college, and I started coming to GFU, coming to volunteering. Um, I know I'd like met you before then, but that was like the first time I really like yeah. got to know you and started talking to you. I think I like totally tried to convince you to be my roommate. I was like, I'm you gonna did. live here, you and you were like, Okay, I'm not gonna go back to school. I'm gonna live here. <laughs> we were like, we're living, like we're living together. <laughs> And it's just funny, but also, like, makes me super happy to look back because that could have been great. I could have stayed home from school. That could have been great. You could have stayed home from school. Mm-hmm. That also could have been great. We could have been roommates. <laughs> roommates. It would have been amazing. We still could be roommates. We could. But potentially. <laughs> potentially. We'll talk about it. We'll talk about that later. <laughs> but the Lord was like, I have a plan that's so much greater for these girls. Mm-hmm. I have a plan that's so much bigger than what they think they could possibly ever create for themselves. And I... I'm going to take them out of their environments where they're comfortable mm-hmm. and where they think that they're supposed to be. I'm going to put them in the places that make them most uncomfortable, and I'm going to transform their lives. Yes. I think that's where, like, me and you bonded on yeah. that. Again, you're way cooler than me. But, like, I am not. <laughs> but God is so good, and he's so amazing. And I'm, I'm so grateful. I just thank you so much for being on the podcast of today. Of course. Thank you for having me. Again, I wish we didn't have coffee before we came on. Yeah, we were that was both a, a little idea. bit, like, jittery and crazy yeah we don't do good on coffee you guys we don't do good we have anxiety, anxiety don't yeah and anxiety coffee. that they don't mix good don't mix they don't good. mix good we were both like we're gonna throw up we're gonna like cooper <laughs> yeah we were literally like we're gonna die we're gonna and we were die. like should we go run around like the block or it's something not I, I suggested rolling down a hill she wanted to roll down a hill and i was like we might do it after i was like i'm gonna read our bibles and roll down hills that's not really good i'm definitely allergic oh, yeah <laughs> eczema girl 
Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. It was such a privilege hearing Mia's story today. I really appreciate all of you listening and for all the overwhelming support that I've been getting. If you want to hear more of me, if you want to chat with me, I'd love to chat. My DMs are open. You might be able to reply to this podcast if you're listening on Spotify. If you want to reach out or follow me on social media, all of my handles are at Sarah Felici, S-A-R-A-H-F-A-U-L-I-S-I. Once again, thank you for listening and don't forget that you are fit with a purpose.